Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. It is the Steve Jones Show. Good afternoon. It is Friday afternoon. It is the 16th of March, just after 3 o'clock, and uh, Steve is uh, remote today. We are going to check in with him. He is at the NIT tournament. Of course, Penn State is going to be playing tomorrow. They're going to play Notre Dame, and so uh, we are working to get connected with Steve and uh, have him uh, here on his show uh, coming up, so uh, just uh, stay tuned for that. It is uh, NCAA basketball, of course, going on as well today. Uh, and let's uh, check some scores. We have uh, some games going on right now. In the second, it is Wichita State and Marshall. They are uh, in uh, seven minutes left in the second. Uh, Wichita State is up uh, against Marshall. And we also have another game, North Carolina and Lipscomb. Uh, they uh, are just uh, getting underway in the first. Um, Lipscomb is actually winning uh, 21-15 to 15 right now over uh, number two seed uh, North Carolina. That's taking place right now. We have Georgia State and Cincinnati. They are uh, in a close game, too, 35 to uh, third. Oh, not just switch, 37-32. to 32. Uh, Cincinnati is up in that game as well, we also have a Texas A&M went uh, one earlier today. They beat Providence seventy-three to sixty-nine. Purdue also a winner over CS Fullerton seventy-four to forty-eight. So hope that you uh, are having a uh, great day. We'll keep you up to date on these NCAA scores, and again, we will uh, check in with Steve, who is uh, in uh, South Bend, Indiana, for the Penn State NIT game, which uh, happens tomorrow. Bucknell has a game tonight, too, in the NCAA tournament in the first round, and uh, that coming up uh, as well. Uh, and uh, you'll be able to hear that on Eagle 107, our sister station uh, here on uh, in at Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. And uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll try to get uh, Steve connected here uh, from South Bend. So uh, stay with us. Uh, that's coming up uh, here on the Steve Jones Show, right here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Chad Hirschberger filling in for Sean Carey in the producer chair. And uh, we'll hopefully have Steve momentarily right here on WKOK. Welcome to South Bend. And. With tomorrow being St. Patrick's Day and we're in South Bend, I guess it's uh, great to tell you about Brewer's Outlet. (laughs) Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports domestics, microbrews. 
Best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, is indeed second to none. Uh, the NCAA Women's Tournament will take place here this evening. Notre Dame will play first. I think they have Villanova here first. And I'll be frank with you, I don't know what the nightcap is. Uh, and that Penn State plays tomorrow against uh, Notre Dame at noon. The students are not here. Uh, they are on spring break. And so I don't know what kind of crowd they're going to have because uh, you are looking at uh, – uh, oh, uh, they had 2,100 for their game the other night. Now it's Hampton. Penn State will bring a little different, at least brand name cachet to the table. Uh, so that part is uh, will be interesting. Um, but uh, it is uh, that that's what. You know, so I don't know how many people are going to be here. I, I just don't know. Um, it is. Uh, it's the NIT, so I don't know. How, I don't know what to tell you. I, I just don't know. And you know, the level of interest. I think if this game were at Penn State, uh, if this game were at Penn State, for example, I think that the possibility of a huge crowd would be at hand. Uh, and I think they. I think if this, if it were Penn State and Notre Dame playing against one another. In um, the Jordan Center, I would think that that game on a Saturday would probably draw 8,000 fans. Probably for an NIT game, 8,000, 9,000, something like that. And that is, uh, but here tomorrow, I don't know what to tell you. I honestly don't know what to tell you as to how many people. Will be at the game tomorrow. I'm going to guess 5,000. That's just a guess. Chad, you can guess. Why don't you guess? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't even. I don't know what the arena looks like either. Because it's just a guess on my part as to, you know, how many people are going to be here tomorrow. I just don't know. I don't know. Um, and that works to Penn State's benefit, by the way. That works to Penn State's benefit. I think, in terms of how many people will be here at the game tomorrow. But it is, uh, it's, it's one of those, that's one of those areas that's just a little different. And it's not a big building, by the way. So, you know, I think people, I think, look at this and they think that, okay, uh, that it's Notre Dame, so they must have a huge building. In fact, one of the coaches said to me, he said, oh, you know, their stadium have 100,000? I said, no, they have 80. Uh, their stadium's the right size. And then their, I think their basketball arena's the right size at 9,000. But, yeah, that's uh, that's what you got. And you said yesterday that's it's, a fairly uh, new... I, I think the... I think this is uh, going to be very interesting tomorrow. And what's also interesting about this is that Notre Dame has um, 
they have their player back, and Penn State doesn't have its player back. That's I think that that's a big difference in this. That Penn State has its, I mean Notre Dame has its player back, and Notre Dame does not have. Uh, excuse me, Notre Dame has its player back, and meaning Bonzi Colson, and Penn State doesn't have Mike Watkins. <laughs> All right, Chad, I get this great text. Ron Moeller, he's telling me about Pro Day coming up. I guess Tom Bradley, by the way, is going to be a Pro Day representing the Steelers, taking a look at some of the Penn State defensive. And he, Ron sent me a text and said, Steve, please go to the grotto and say a few for Hammer and me. <laughs> I'm referring to Jack Ham. Uh, right now, North Carolina needs a trip to the grotto. They're down to Lipscomb 23-22 to uh, in the first half in Charlotte. Uh, we'll get you up to date and everything. Penn State is in trouble for the national championship when it comes to um, uh, when it comes to the NCAA wrestling championship. They did not have a very good session. I mean, it was a mixed bag. Uh, Keener lost. Everyone expected that. Lee stayed alive. Rutherford won. Uh, Nolf won. Vincenzo Joseph won, Bo Nickel won, Mark Hall won. They didn't get a lot of bonus points, though. They won, but didn't get a lot of bonus points. But then Shakur Rashid lost, and then Nick Nevels lost, and now Penn State's got a problem. And Ohio State had a couple of guys lose. I want to say Martin and, and Hayes both lost. But Ohio State already has more points, and Ohio State right now is... Uh, in front, I want to say if they've got 80 and Penn State's got 68 at this stage. Uh, now Penn State has an opportunity to have five national champions. Now Joseph has uh, has the the toughest road for obvious reasons because that is that's where Isaiah Martinez is now. He's only beat Isaiah Martinez that was once, and that was the one time it counted. It was in the national championship, uh, but. You know, Penn State still has eight alive in this thing, but it was not the kind of session they were hoping for. Penn State is down by 13 and a half points going into the semifinals tonight. I mean, that's where they are, and this was it was to me it was really uh, you know when you get five All Americans, five semifinalists, you're doing great. Except when you're in a matchup like this. That becomes an issue when you know it's head to head like this. But um, they didn't get a lot of bonus points in this session. It's 80.5 for Ohio State to 67 for Penn State. Michigan's third, 59.5. Iowa fourth, 50.5. NC State, Missouri, Virginia Tech, Cornell, Rutgers, and Arizona State round out the Penn State Ohio State Invitational. Uh, but. Uh, so Neville's lost to Amar Desi of Oregon, 4-2. Uh, by the way, Ohio State has six semifinalists tonight. Penn State has five. Nine wrestlers still alive for Ohio State, eight for Penn State. Michigan, by the way, also has five semifinalists. So Vincenzo Joseph, I think, summed up the sport of wrestling perfectly with his comment today. Thinking of the team score is only going to hurt the team. You can only focus on yourself.
it is an individual sport that does bring with it team points. And um, and so he, his point is, take care of your own business, then the team will be helped. Uh, that's, that's the way to really look at it. Uh, Dolph has done just fine. He said he feels great. That helps. Uh, now, he's got Micah Jordan at 157. And it's the first time they have ever met on a collegiate wrestling map. Uh, Vincenzo Joseph, of course, is the defending champion. And um, he'll be in action tonight against David McFadden against Virginia of uh, Virginia Tech. Mark Hall has Daniel Lewis tonight in the semifinal. Bo Nickel uh, will be in action against Dominic Abander of Michigan tonight. Uh, Rashid is into the uh, into the Concies. Nick Nevels is into the Concies. Nick Lee advanced in the Concies. Uh, Zane Rutherford, whose, by the way, path got cleared up. Okay? Got cleared up because Sorensen lost. Um, and so Zane Rutherford uh, is the 10th four-time All-American in the history of Penn State. He's got Troy Hillman tonight in the semifinal from North Carolina. They only met once, and Rutherford won a major decision uh, three years ago at the Nittany Lion Open, uh, 14-4. to so seven Nittany Lions uh, got to the quarterfinals. Uh, five advanced to the semifinals. All of them are the returning champions. And Nick Lee, by the way, is staying alive, doing a good job of staying alive. But Keener's out. So that's where it stands at the NCAA Wrestling Championships. Penn State has a lot of work to do tonight. And they're not getting a lot of help from Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State is doing you know, finally Hayes finally lost. I think Martin finally lost for them, but that's about where it is right now at the NCAA wrestling championships, where Ohio State is trying to win the title, and this will be a critical night. How many do you get to the finals? And they, yeah, you know, and Penn State may be able to get all five into the finals. I think four of them are going to be absolute uh, favorites, and I think Vincenzo Joseph has to be a favorite to get to the final as well. Uh, we'll get everybody up to date in the NCAA tournament. I also want to talk in the next half hour about um, a couple things I want to see the NCAA take a look at. Uh, because, you know, more and more, of course, you know, Arizona got wiped out. Arizona. Uh, and then here's the other one. Seven pit basketball players. In fact, a total of eight pit basketball players have asked for their release. They want out. So, so seven players and a recruit say they want to explore their options. Uh, Parker Stewart, Ryan Luther, uh, Kenny Chukwa, Marcus Carr, Cameron Davis, Terrell Brown, Shamil Stevenson, and the transfer from St. John's, Malik Ellison. All have asked to be released. They say the players met with Executive Associate Athletic Director Chris Hopi on Wednesday. Athletic Director Heather Lake reached out to all the players shortly after Stallings dismissal but was not in attendance for the meeting. One source said that Lake has been working to schedule individual meetings with the players. 
Well, they've all asked to be released, and their lone remaining recruit, Bryce Golden, who's a four-star, also asked to be released. The three returning players who have not asked to be released, it's a shorter uh, list. Jared Wilson Frame is probably their best player. Samson George, the reserve freshman, and Peace Agoma, who played 100 minutes this year. That's a mess. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. You may not know it, but your company's always under attack from hackers, spammers, and other criminals. Sooner or later, without Penteladata's DDoS mitigation, your network's bound to fail. But our protection works off-site, watching, waiting, and catching thousands of attacks in real time, keeping bad data away from your servers. So even if there's a battle happening in the cloud or here on the ground, it's business as usual. It's all possible with the next generation network from Penteladata. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. I'm in South Bend where Penn State takes on Notre Dame tomorrow in the NIT round of 16 for the right to go to the quarterfinals. That'll be at noon tomorrow. I'm beginning at 1130. And the winner gets the winner of Marquette, Oregon. Let's uh, update everybody in the NCAA tournament. All right, 36 seconds to go. Marshall's trying to eliminate Wichita State. I'll be honest with you. I watched Wichita State on tape because, obviously, they had played Temple in their last game. I wasn't lit up by them. Marshall leads at 78-75, to 75, 36 seconds to go. Cincinnati with 5.45 to go leads Georgia State, 56-49. to 49. Uh, North Carolina leads Lipscomb now, 34-33 with the under four in the first half. Butler is all over Arkansas, 21-5 with 13-13 to go in the first half. Texas A&M earlier today won over Providence, 73-69. Purdue had no problem with Cal State Fullerton, 74-48. And, of course, tonight the game that will be uh, at uh, 7-10 this evening It'll be Michigan State against Bucknell. Chad, do we have uh, Doug today? I don't think so. I was not told that he's available. He's had to talk to me on this thing. Chad, you can text me if we have Doug today or not. Doug Birdsong. Then my brother will be on the final half hour. He texted me his final four already. Uh, Today's show brought to you by our great friends. And you can, I mean, look, kick back, enjoy the weekend. You know, I'm going to be back uh, by probably 5 o'clock tomorrow night. So I'm going to kick back, and I'm going to do absolutely nothing tomorrow night, and I'm going to do very little on Sunday uh, as well. I'm going to watch the tournament. And some of you may want to watch the NCAA Wrestling Finals tomorrow. So you want to make sure you're stocked up. Go to Brewers Outlet. You don't want to keep wanting to make 
trips all over the place, go over and stock up at Brewers Outlet. You want the best selection of beer? They've got it. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. Maybe you're having some people over to watch the uh, games or the wrestling tournament, or maybe you're going someplace to watch it. So you want to make sure you're not empty-handed. They also have snacks, plenty of snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The bags are right there at the register. And, yes, the pickle bar is indeed second to none. <laughs> That's Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Sunbury Motor Studio, Mobile today in South Bend, Indiana. First time we've done the show here. Been a lot of firsts on this show as to where we've been taking it here in the last few weeks. Uh, but uh, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, so Ron Moeller, Mole Man, sends me. He says, when do you leave for South Bend? I said, I'm in South Bend now. He texts back, we'll go to the grotto and say a few for Hammer and me. I texted back, you got it. I may have to sit there for hours. <laughs> Mole Man texts me back. He said, leave at sundown. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, uh, I want to get into a couple quick things here. As I mentioned, the score, North Carolina leads Lipscomb now 37-34. The team that's in trouble is Wichita State. Uh, and Wichita State uh, is in trouble, down five with 34 seconds to go, 80-75 to to Marshall. That's on TNT. Uh, Cincinnati's got a fight with Georgia State. Uh, but it's 59-49 now, finally up 10. Uh, the the Georgia State head coach, Ron Hunter, had a great line earlier in the week. He says, hey, look. He says, hey, they stay at the Hyatt. He says, and they eat Ruth's Chris. He says, we stay at the Comfort Inn. He said, we eat over at Wendy's. <laughs> he says, and guess what? He says, at 2 o'clock on Friday, my team's going to be ready. <laughs> well, his team was ready. They played well today. Texas A&M won. Butler leads Arkansas 21-10. The Pac-12, okay? Everyone said, well, you know, the Power Five conferences, the Big Ten is probably the one. Uh, No, I've said all season long. I thought the weakest was easily, quote, the Conference of Champions, as Bill Walton would say. I thought that was the weakest Power Five. Well, guess what? For the first time since the institution of the Power Five, when the Big 12 was formed between the Southwest Conference and the Big Eight, which was, what, 95, 96, somewhere in there. That was the first time they had a Big 12. First time since then, first time, a Power 5 school does not have a team in the round of 32. And by the way, the Big 10 is three of them. I mean, so far the Big 10 is three for three in the tournament. Uh, I thought Michigan looked really, really rusty last night. I thought Ohio State actually got off to a good start, but then I think their conditioning showed. They really struggled in the second half. They took so many threes. Obviously, Purdue was a buzzsaw today. I mean, they, you know, whatever Matt Painter did, uh, they were ready to play. And then tonight, Michigan State has uh, Michigan State will be in action uh, against Bucknell tonight at 7:10. Doug's call, by the way, 6:30. The airtime will be on Eagle 107 this evening. And uh, the game itself is actually the CBS game tonight. It's actually the CBS game tonight. All right. 
Can you Something hear me now? I want to get into, and that deals with the draft. If you notice after the game was over with last night when Arizona was blown out, uh, Arizona uh, immediately uh, outs Trier and DeAndre Ayton both said, hey, look, we're going to the draft. Okay. Uh, now, everyone expects Ayton to be uh, everyone expects Ayton to be the first overall pick in the draft. Trier will probably also get picked, but Ayton is expected to be the first overall pick in the draft. I'm going to talk about that for a moment. I think it's always important to take, you know, in these days, I think you have to take a look at innovative ideas that may have the roots and maybe in history, which helps you out. All right? Uh and apply it to today's student-athlete, where you give the student-athlete more options to do things. Uh, And I think it's important to always make sure that the student-athlete gets reasonable options that help them along the way. So that's why I have already talked about on this show about items such as, hey, look, they have an opportunity with their likeness, let them. Okay, I mean, what, you know, first of all, what harm does it do to the university in any way if some outside entity is going to give them money uh, to do a commercial? What, uh, how does it hurt a university uh, that, said player has an opportunity to go to a, an autograph show. It doesn't cost the university any money. Um, not, not in the least. Now, you, you know, how do you manage it? I mean, what does it take for a booster? Hey, look, I'm having to do a commercial here. It's $100,000. Okay, now, now I realize that part becomes a little squirrely, and you've got to make sure your rules are conformed, forms, things like that. But it's something to at least talk about, to discuss, right? If EA Sports came back with its game, if EA Sports came back with its college football game, well, the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit, which he won, if the player's image is in there, uh, they should get something for it. That's their image out there. And believe me, I, I remember seeing commercials for EA Sports, and they would show Ohio State, and it was Braxton Miller, Carlos Hyde. Well, in terms of the facial recognition of the players, even though it didn't say who their names were, right? Uh, you know, you still could tell right away, like, that looks exactly like Braxton Miller, that looks exactly like Carlos Hyde. I remember even saying it on the air at the time. I remember saying it on the show. When the EA Sports game first came out, and I didn't know this until I heard Ed O'Bannon do an interview. And by the way, we're trying to line up Ed O'Bannon on the show. We're working on that because he's put a book out. When they first came out with EA Sports, they actually put the names on the back of the jerseys. And the NCAA said no. 
and the NCAA got all the money. Hmm. Well, a lot of people, A, love the EA Sports college football and basketball games, but they're not available anymore. Well, they can become available if you put together a reasonable package where the players whose images are being used on there can go out and allow to benefit in some way, even though even though the vast majority of players, 90-plus percent, right, would say, hey, it's really cool, I'm in the game. They don't even think for a second that they've got, uh, that they get money for it. Right, so all that I've talked about already. Now let's talk about something that Steve Kerr brought up that I absolutely agree with. But Steve's Kerr, Steve Kerr's idea is actually not an original idea, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. But I think he's absolutely right about this. Steve Kerr is spot on for bringing this up. If a player enters the draft, I don't care if it's the NFL draft or the NBA draft, Right now, when they make a decision to go in and they hire an agent, they're done. Right? There's no recourse. If they get picked in the second round of the NBA or the seventh round of the NFL draft or don't end up getting drafted, uh, their options are what? I think any underclassman who has eligibility remaining and whatever the eligibility rules are set up by the NFL and the NBA. If they enter the draft and don't get picked or aren't crazy about where they got picked, and whatever reason that may be, I don't want to play for the Cleveland Browns, or or, or I got picked in the sixth round. Man, I, if I go back, I can increase my draft stock. I think that player should be given the option after the draft to decide whether or not they want to stay pro or go back to college. I think they should be given that option, that if they aren't drafted or aren't happy with where they were drafted, and usually I mean by that not the location they got drafted, but the number they were drafted, Man, I'm the 53rd player in the NBA draft. I think I can get up to 20 if I stay, right? Or I'm a I'm a fifth or sixth round pick in the NFL draft. I think I can get up. Uh, I can be in the first three rounds if I stay. Or I didn't get drafted at all. Now what do I do? I think they should be given the option and give a date. You know, you have to make your decision by whatever date as to whether or not you will go back to college or stay pro. And I think that would be, again, another lenient way that student-athletes can have options in life. And I, I, I strongly feel they should be given that option. Now, what about the pros? Okay, Essentially what Steve Kerr is talking about is the Larry Bird rule. Uh, Larry, how did the Celtics get Larry Bird? Larry Bird played his entire fifth season. Because remember, Bird was at Indiana originally. Then he transferred to Indiana State. He didn't play, he didn't play a game at Indiana. So 
what happened was under an NBA rule back then, because he finished his fourth year in school, Red Auerbach with the fifth pick in the draft selected Bird. Bird opted to go back to Indiana State. Well, this is where the next part of the rule comes in. How is the pro team protected in this? That team, whomever selects him, whether it's the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFL or the Philadelphia 76ers in the NBA, will have 364 days from the point they're drafted to retain the rights of that player and negotiate with that player. They have the exclusive negotiating rights with that player on the pro level for 364 days. If it doesn't work, they then can put their name back into the draft. And with Bird, he signed with the Celtics, I want to say a week to 10 days before the next draft. It dragged out for a while. Now that, to me, is part of a common sense solution that this NCAA committee needs to look at and also talk to the NBA and the NFL about. Open the door and let student-athletes have options. Hey, don't don't be hard and fast, because, I mean, I know at one point I say, hey, look, you make a mistake, you make a mistake. I've changed my mind on that completely. I think what Steve Kerr said made complete sense. I think it's common sense. I think it's very important. If you want to stay away from I'm paying players, you've got to come up with creative solutions to give them all the options in the world so they don't feel like they're being constricted. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. I just think that you need common sense to start ruling. Look, I mean, they've said paying student-athletes is a non-starter, and I can understand that. I mean, look at Penn State's recent budget reveal. I saw one headline in the paper says, Penn State turns $5 million profit. That's a rainy day fund for what you need in athletics today. Uh, For example, uh, need to replace the turf in Beaver Stadium. Where do you think that money comes from? Right? It comes from your rainy day fund. Uh, essentially, what I saw when I looked at that budget, it meant to me that almost every single dime that they bring in is spent. So where's the money to pay anybody? Where? Uh, where the NCAA really, really has to explain itself, and Mark Emmer will have his press conference of the Final Four, and the problem is he's going to filibuster and he's going to run through a laundry list of things that not one person in the room wants to talk about. Seriously, there isn't a single reporter in the room. Because I've talked to reporters who've been in the room. They just sit there and wait for him to stop. I mean, really? That's the kind of press conference you want? Answer some questions. Here's one. You made $1.06 billion last year in revenue. Okay, nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But you also had a $105 million, $105 million gap between revenue and expenses. What does the NCAA do with the $105 million? Just answer the question. There may, be, there may be several great answers he can give to give perspective on what that is, but that's the big question. Athletic departments, one after the other. Okay? Take a look at the numbers. Look, go to Equity and Athletics, Department of Education. Look at the numbers over and over and over again. They're all right at the line. There's no money for college athletic departments to do anything. 
I mean, you want to have great facilities for the athletes to be in. You want great workout rooms, things like that, because it enhances their athletic ability. It's, uh, I mean, that's where the money is going. Cost of attendance, they now pay cost of attendance during the summer, too. They're here on campus. They're working out. They should be getting cost of attendance. So what innovative ways can you work around that that makes the student-athlete feel that, hey, look, you know what, they're really looking out for me. All right? So I talked about, do you use their likeness? Not do you. Are they allowed to capitalize on their likeness? In a radio commercial, a TV commercial, a newspaper ad, uh, uh, if EA Sports brought back the college game, Football, basketball, would they be allowed to capitalize on likeness there? Autograph show. Right, that's one area to discuss an innovative way to do it. How many athletes that would really affect? Eh, who knows? The option on the draft is important, where you can sit there and if you want to go to the draft and say you don't get picked, you should be allowed to go back to school. If you're not crazy about where you got picked, you may have been picked. Let that team retain your rights for 364 days, and you can decide what to do, but you can go back to school. Those are kind of things you have to think about.